Troll, and this is the Media Boat Podcast. Welcome to the Wednesday, not Wednesday special. Hi. It's a Tuesday. It's I know, Tuesday. that's weird for us. Podcast uh, on a Tuesday. Podcast on a Tuesday. It's like when the club goes up, except this time it's when the podcast goes up. When the feed goes up. And our feed has already gone down, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, but we'll we're back. Uh, hello. Uh, this is the Media Boat Podcast, as I just said. This is your source for news about video games, music, movies, and television. Not necessarily in that order. You did that on purpose. Yeah, it's like all sorts of messed up this week. Because it's a weird Tuesday! Woo! It's a Newsday Tuesday. It's a Newsday Tuesday, ah. faux show. Uh, a lot of things happen in the world, and we're here to talk about it. Today is July 16th, 2019. And uh, we always start the, uh, the show with talking about movies. And we always start movies with talking about the weekend box office numbers. Uh, before we get to that... Yes. He's Matt. Oh, yeah. I'm Mike. Yeah, they know. And I'm Mike, and he's yeah. Matt, and we're talking about movies. It's true. All that is true. First up is the weekend box office numbers, and your number one was a holdover from last week. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. Number one yet again. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is your number one movie again this week. Another $45 million. Uh, that's sitting at $274 million domestic as we speak. Toy Story 4 came in at number two with another $20 million, adding to 346 bones. Number three, Crawl, which, by the way, that's an alligator movie. I was going to say, I, that is not a shark. You so. said it was sharks last week. That's not that's a shark. That's not the movie. only thing we got wrong last week, by the way. I have um, some apologies to make when we get to the, the billboard stuff later. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, man, that is not a shark at all. That is an alligator. No, that is definitely an alligator. It makes more sense because they do crawl. Yes. So there you go. Crawl uh, made $12 million. That's it. That's its total right now. Yep. It probably will do okay for its budget, I'm sure. Um, sure. Why not? Yeah. Stuber, also your, uh, one of your new also releases a new release. last week, uh, debuted to a measly $8 million. Wah, 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 wah. Wait, but it's prob- that was probably its budget anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, do you remember the Beatles? Because this guy does yesterday... Uh, came in number five, $6.7 million, adding to its $48 million domestic total. That thing's probably made its money back, because it's super cheap. Yep, that was a $26 million film. Yep, super, super cheap. All right, uh, what are you watching this week, you ask? Uh, what are you watching this week, it I ask? It turns out that there is a big release this week that everything got out of the way of. Uh, yes, I already have my tickets for this. I am seeing yeah. this on Thursday, which is why we're doing this on Tuesday instead of a Thursday the next, this is probably not that big of a logical leap to make, the next Disney billion dollar movie, <laughs> The Lion King, uh, the remake, of course, of the 1994 original, uh, newly CG'd with Beyonce and uh, Billy Eichner and everybody, the whole crew. Yeah, uh, Charles Gambino. Yep, finally comes out this week. Uh, so yeah, you've got tickets for that on Thursday, so you'll yep. talk about that next week. Yep, that's a guaranteed thoughts next week. I will probably not see this. So I'll let you oh, no. I don't care that much oh, about no. the Lion King. Lion King was my favorite thing when I was five years old. Are you not five years old? I'm not five years old anymore. Oh, no. You lost your inner child. Yeah, it's, he, he packed up and left a while ago. <laughs> and who am I kidding? He's still playing Pokemon inside my soul every day. Anyway, so yeah, that was your new releases. Or, sorry, new release. That's your new release. That's Singular. Nothing else is around. You'll have to wait till. The week after that for another film. So, uh, but even then, it's only it. one release. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh, we're in the dog days of summer here, film release-wise. So, 
Did you see any movies this week that you'd like to talk about? I did see a movie. All right. Lay it on me. I guess we should talk about that now. Probably. That's what we do here. All right. That's what we do here. <laughs> okay. So I went uh, yesterday. I saw yesterday. Oh, you saw yesterday? Yes. When uh, did you see yesterday? Uh, Friday. So not yesterday. No. Um, <laughs> I went and saw it as part of date night. It was something that was on our list. So I just finally go and see. All right. Yesterday. All right. So so what's up? How'd you like? Um, yesterday, directed by Danny Boyle, and yes. it clearly shows that directed by Danny like Boyle. Average Danny Boyle mode, or is he Oscar Danny Boyle mode? This is definitely average Danny yeah, Boyle mode. This is Train Spotting Danny Boyle mode. <laughs> uh, no, Train Spotting Two Danny Boyle. There we go. Yeah, because Train Spotting is actually like well done. It's not. It's no Slumdog Millionaire. It's no, no 2012 London Olympics. <laughs> it's not a movie, but. Sure. No, but it was so grand and spectacular yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I, plus, anytime I can bring up the fact that Danny Boyle directed the 2012 London Olympics <laughs> opening ceremony. It's true. That's a true fact. It is a true fact. I'd love to bring it up. Just, there you go. Whenever I can. Whenever I talk about Danny Boyle. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, it's a fine film. It's definitely, like, really different compared to the... Um, the more recently recent waves of biopics, because technically this is biopics. a biopic of a guy who didn't write the Beatles songs, but did write the Beatles songs. So they're not the Beatles songs; they're his songs. So it's a biopic in that sense. You but know not what I'm really. Going? But not really. But not really. But not really, because he didn't. Well, while he did write the songs, like down, he did not create the songs. No. <laughs> Uh, but it's done in a really clever way of, like, all of a sudden, yo, he wakes up and the Beatles are no more and a bunch of other stuff is no more. Yeah. But that's also, like, part of the joke. Right. Uh, but it's also, like, the where the whole, like, inner conflict comes from of, do I take this success that is obviously the Beatles' success, greatest songs ever written... Or do I, like, accept the awards knowing I'm a fraud? And that is basically your entire premise of the film. It goes back and forth. Uh, I, Not to spoil, like, the ending of what eventually does come, but it's really well done. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy all the Beatles songs thrown in there together. Um, it definitely shows the range that they had in terms of songwriting and song mm-hmm. creation. Uh, considering that the Beatles only made all their songs in like a span of eight years. Yeah, it's it's crazy when you think about it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, their career was not very long at all. No. Uh, but they also experimented a lot right. during that time. And and also experimented in the studio. Yes, and, and with and their... And also music. experimented in the studio while experimenting. Yes. <laughs> all of this happened. How many experiments can you experiment with? <laughs> I don't know. I got some experiment gum I can chew while I'm doing it. Anyway. That's a spearmint, not experiment. <laughs> Although, if you've never had it, you're experimenting with Yeah, you're experiment. exper- a spearmint experiment. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, um, the Beatles music in here is thrown throughout, and it's really well done. Uh, really sewn all the way through. I know that this is like an apple, a bit of an apples to oranges comparison, but how does this rank to with... Across the universe, when we're talking about Beatles movies, uh, or movies about the Beatles music, I liked this better because they didn't <laughs> play the entire song. Right. 
They actually well, they played like it's the, the Porter Stippet. It's not a musical, and yeah. it gives you the Beatles like lyrics that you want to hear, rather than <laughs> we're gonna hear the whole thing because we paid for everything. Yeah. No, it's gonna be like here's the chorus that you know and love. Okay, now we're gonna go to the next song that you know and love. Then go to the next one because they have so many hits, yeah. and the next one because they have so many hits. And now we're gonna continue on with the story, but we're also gonna throw in more songs because they have so many hits. All the hits. Literally, I think it does cover all the hits, which is, you know, I think they could just, like, play all the hits in a row, and that length would actually still equal the amount of the movie. So, they yeah. kind of needed to chop it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they did play that summer song a couple times. Which one? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. They played all the songs, all the hits. Uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good film. It definitely plays with the idea. Uh, I feel like there was a message in here because mm. it plays with the idea of who owns the song. Yeah, I could imagine. But it never really fully commits either way, which is kind of a disappointment. Well, yeah, because you can't because that's that was always the controversy about this movie before it came out, right? Yeah, is that everybody was like, yeah, but then what happens? Like, what is this really about? Because. Does everybody like? Is the twist everybody finds out, and is he a fraud, right. or is there some sort of weird like magical realism happening here? It's like it's such a like the the premise on paper is good, mm -hmm. but as soon as you start thinking about it, it completely dissolves. Yeah. So like, obviously, I don't want you to spoil. Well, I'm trying not to spoil now, it, but but I'm glad you said that because yeah, like because you can't. You can't pick a side on that well, no, and make I, the movie interesting. It does try and pick a side, <laughs> but in the end, did it really pick a side? And in yeah. the end, does that decision even well, matter in the first place? They just needed a way to end it. Yeah, they just needed a way to end it. So yeah, like, and I don't think that's Danny Boyle's problem. It's that that's just literally when you have a premise, That's literally what you have to run yourself into eventually. You can't use that premise. You can't have the fun with that premise without mm -hmm. having the bad part. Yeah. <laughs> Well, interesting. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed sitting in the theater and listening to all the songs and watching them go around England and Edinburgh and Scotland and whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a it's a good film. Definitely stream it. Uh, no no <laughs> much to see it. Yeah, obviously. it's probably on its way out of theaters anyways right now. Yeah, especially with what's coming in theaters. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a solid really well Netflix movie. Solid Netflix film. Yeah. Yeah. You'll definitely enjoy your time, especially if you're, like, not super into the Beatles, but you know of their hits. Because it's a good, like, of their hits right, right. Um, type of person who would enjoy this film. Not, I'm super into the Beatles, this is, like, what I'm here to listen to every single song, yeah. concert style. No, this is like, oh, I know of the Beatles. This is a good, this is a good film for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anything else before we move on to the world uh, of movie news? No, not in terms of reviews, but okay. I did enjoy Danny Boyle uh, directing it. Don't we he all? Does, he goes through some canted <laughs> angles, some wild angles, which may throw you off, but <laughs> so is his style. Yeah. All right, let's move on to movie news then. Okay. Our first story uh, comes to, from, uh, to you from the world of the Power Rangers, one of your favorite franchises. Yes, currently um, under the brand of Hasbro because Saban sold it to them. 
Right, exactly. They own it now. Uh, after 2017's film, the Lionsgate film, uh, that you thought was all right. I thought it was all right. That had a moderate debut, uh, around $140 million that thing made. Uh, the cast and crew were waiting on a word of a sequel. Like, I remember we even discussed this a handful of time, the yeah. possibility of whether or not this thing would get a second movie. Uh, which I said when it came out that they definitely do set up for a sequel, but it's going to depend on the international box office and toy sales if this right. thing gets a sequel. Well, apparently enough time has passed where they've evaluated the decision, and, well, the movie will come back, but will not be the same cast of the 2017 film. No, instead, wah, 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 wah. Hasbro, Hasbro has planned to reboot the franchise with Paramount sometime in the future. So, uh, basically, forget about that movie. New Universe. Also note that this is Hasbro with Paramount yes. rather than Saban right. with Lionsgate, which is what that 2017 film was. Lionsgate did have plans for future films Yes, uh, in the books. They were going to bring in Tommy Oliver and Lord Zed, which would have culminated in a six-film story arc. That's a yes. big plan for something that never happened. Well, I think <laughs> it was like planned for a trilogy, yeah, and then Another. a separate film, and then a yeah. part one, part two. Got it. The actors, however, have found other success. Uh, these actors from the first movie, that is. Yes, all Naomi, five of your Power Rangers. Naomi Scott is was, of course, Princess Jasmine in the most recent Aladdin reboot. Yep, she's also in the upcoming Charlie's Angels reboot. Oh, that's right. Uh, Decray Montgomery has found fame in Stranger Things. He's Becky G uh, apparently is in the song featuring Pitbull. She's, uh, <laughs> she's a soaring, uh, soaring featuring Latina artist. Ah. In the Latin music uh, scene, and yeah, okay. she's done collabs with Pitbull. Ludi Lin has been in Aquaman and Black Mirror since then, and R.J. Seiler has been in Scream, the reboot, and Black Lightning. The reboot. No, yeah. no, no, the CW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, clearly they've moved on, uh, so it doesn't really matter if they yeah. were attached to a franchise film. Then no longer No. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, whether this happens. Yeah, at, at all or not. Um, it'll be interesting to see the design they go with because that yeah. was one of the things that put off a lot of people was the kind of reimagining re new yeah. design of the Power Rangers and their Zords. It'll be interesting if they go if Hasbro decides to play it safe and go super classic, go super classic nostalgia style. They could, with it. but I almost wonder if that nostalgia boat has left. You know, like I feel like the time that this first movie came out was like the ideal time. And now I, I, I don't yes, know Yes, you'd think that. But look how big Detective Pikachu just went. And You're that is of the, of the same time. Uh, maybe a little later. When I think Power Rangers, I think like 95. 95. Not so much late 90s. Right. That's so, just Pokemon 97, 99. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a weird question, but maybe Hasbro has something up their sleeve to figure this out. Uh, well, I think they want to put something out there that will sell the toys. Because that was one of their big concerns that... These toys aren't selling, so yeah. thus this movie is a failure. Because Hadro is... Yeah, toy company. A toy company, yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a business. It's a business. All right, let's move on uh, to yet another business. Sony. Over at Sony Pictures, uh, they're getting some new blood. Well, it's old talent, but... Not to fresh, them. Fresh for them. Yes, if, if they haven't seen it, it's new to them. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Gabler will be joining Sony Pictures Entertainment in an innovative media deal that will see the veteran executive producer produce film and TV content. Gabler was the longtime steward of Box 2000. 
Um, Which, of course, was one of the uh, casualties of the Walt Disney acquisition of 21st Century Fox. Yep, when Disney bought Fox, they cut that out. Yes, they didn't need it anymore. Uh, She will bring her entire development team, including Aaron Semenoff, Marissa Pava, Mickey Ramey, and Molly Saffron, to Sony at the end of August. Molly Saffron's a good name. It is. I like that name. That's why I put all the names in there. I couldn't leave them one out. She said, quote, in a statement, For the past two decades, our division has thrived by building a film slate based principally on adaptations of literary properties, both fiction and nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, this was uh, Fox's branch that brought you all the book adaptations. All of the Nicholas Sparks stuff. Yeah, your Nicholas Sparks stuff, your young adult adaptations as well. Like, pretty much name a movie that was based on a book, and it was probably Fox 2000. Yep. Um, they will, they will take their entire division, take everyone who worked for them, they will start their own studio, it will be featured on, um, Sony's lot in Culver City, and they'll shoot there on that lot. This is probably cool. This is probably a good deal. They're going somewhere where they can actually do their work and continue making those, like, good, like, base-hit quality movies. Yep. based on the best-selling yeah. novel. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 there's always going to be a market for that. Yes. And this is smart that Sony picked them up. Yeah. Also, this is, you know, unfortunately they were one of the casualties from the Disney merger, but, hey, something new came out of it. Also, kind of cool to see a female executive with a completely female development team mm-hmm. uh, getting a deal like this. Yep. Also very heartening for the industry. So. Yep. All right, that's it for tech movie news. Uh, unless you have anything to add about filmed entertainment before we move on to televised ones. There's new trailers, especially one for The King's Man. Oh, The King's Man. Yes, the prequel to The King's yeah. Man. The King's Man. The King's Man. Uh, that is out. Go check it out. Okay, there you go. Go to it. Hop to it. Next, though, we get to talk about television, and we always start television. With the sports corner. And before we start with actual sports, yeah. I'd like to issue a straight-up apology. Okay. That is the ESPYs, because, uh, oh my god, they were terrible. Were they really bad this year? Yeah. I didn't watch them. Oh. So why were they Tracy, bad? Tracy Morgan's jokes did not land. Uh-huh. They felt like 60-year-old writers writing 60-year-old jokes. Because they probably were. They probably were. <laughs> it was just... Overall, terrible. I don't know why they couldn't just get Gronk to go up there and do silly stuff and right. be the host. Yeah. Just be, hey, Gronk, here, say this stuff, do some stuff. Right, be Gronk. Be Gronk. Go up there and be yourself for a little bit. Right. Walk into this audience and just say hi to everyone and start taking selfies. Right, exactly, yeah. That's Duh. all I had to do. But no. But no. But no, they, had, they brought on Tracy Morgan and it was just a bonfire from the beginning. <laughs> bonfire. Yeah. There's the fire that is caused by the explosion of a bomb? Yes. Okay, got it. Just to, it's just the remnants it. of it. Just, <laughs> ugh. Why? Why am I watching this? So no notable uh, things happen? No notable events? Uh, the U.S. Women's Team won Best Team because, of course, they did. Of course they did. Um, other than that... Congratulations. Oh, but they did add another award to an already bloated show. Okay. Uh, the Billie Jean King Award. She was there to present the inaugural oh. Billie Jean King Award. That brings the total awards now up to five awards. <laughs> um, that's like four too many. Actually, it's three too many. The ones that should they just keep the the Jimmy V Award, right? Perseverance and the Arthur Ashe for Courage. Yeah, that's all you need. They that don't need a lot of the coach. The um, now this one and yeah. What is the award one. for? The Billie Jean King Award for what? Um, 
I forget what it was for. <laughs> for. I don't know. Dominance. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Well. Okay, so no surprises, no big events. Uh, no real big surprises. No controversies. No real controversies. No, like I said, it was just pretty much no manly man tears. I didn't cry. That's wow, right. yeah. no manly man tears. No. Well, well, that was clearly it was a disappointment. That was the other thing, though. For some of the awards, they didn't do the here's the three or four nominees. Uh, it was here's, here's the, the winner. Man. Yeah, we did this off camera. Yeah. No, no, it was it was it was I think it was, it was best comeback, and it was here's just the highlight of the. The the blues, the St. Yeah. Louis blues, yeah. who had the best comeback, and they just awarded them, not like, oh, oh, here's these three games, or here's these three series. That's disappointing. No, it's just here's the story of the blues for a minute and a half package because that's all we have because we're ESPN, we don't show hockey. Yeah, and there, so that's all we have. <sighs> yeah, they did that for like three or four of the awards. I was like, just show them all. What? Uh. Right. Yeah. It just felt dirty. Dirty. Yeah. Disgusting. Anyways, those are my thoughts on the ESPYs. What about sports? What about sports? So real sports did happen. Also, real sports with Brian Gumble is happening every happening. month. But also, real sports, like the actual sports are happening. Yes, actual sports being happening. played. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the name. Let's see if I can pronounce it. Okay. Go ahead. J- Djokovic. Yeah. That's correct. That is correct. All right. Djokovic uh, beat Federer to win the Wimbledon in a five-hour match. Recorded as the longest match in tennis, or in Wimbledon tennis. Wow. Uh, it's actually like 4.55, but eh, yeah. give them the other five minutes. Give round them up. Yeah. And uh, speaking of five hours, a uh, baseball game this week yes. lasted five hours. Not to be outdone, yes. immediately after the uh, Wimbledon ended. Red Sox at Dodgers lasted a 5.5. No, the other way. Dodgers at Red Sox. That's not how you have you written down. No, I have so. versus, which means yeah. home team's first. All right. Well, fine. <laughs> All right. So Dodgers at Red Sox yes. uh, went 5.5 hours long. Yeah. They also went to five and a half long hours. As, how, many, how many innings was that? Uh, 14, 15? 15, yes. Yeah. All right. For Sunday night baseball. Woo! That's a long game. And uh, speaking of baseball, the MLB's trade deadline is July 31st. So get those trades in. Yes. Uh, MLB trades. Be sure to look them up. Or some of your players may be gone by the end of the month or be on a different team by the end of the month. Don't trade me, Angels. I'm good. I, I, I swear. I'm doing all right. I'm pitching okay. You're pitching good? I'm pitching okay. You're pitching decent. Pitching decent. Well, you're a starter, so <laughs> we don't just just don't tear your arm. Yeah, just whatever I do, don't <laughs> get injured. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, no other really big news in sports. Nothing else in sports. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, I had big sports ha- stuff happened last week. Yeah. Uh, there's been. Uh, yeah, all the big like NBA free agency happened last week. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL's training camps begin training next camp? week. Training camps. I know. Mini camps, training camps. That's so strange right here. Um, begin on the 21st, which I think is next week. Okay. So, uh, more sports next week. But for now, we move right along into the world of television news. It's that time of year again. And it's that time of year again because we're not done talking about awards, no. Because television has their own awards, and today were the nominations. Yes, uh, the Emmys. Yes, you woke up to an Emmy nom. We woke up to Emmy noms, and uh, they were exactly what you thought they would be. No major surprises this year. 
HBO and Netflix both crossed 100 nominations, but of course it was HBO that held more at 137 to Netflix's 117. HBO's top nominations were, of course, for Game of Thrones, which is eligible again this year, mm -hmm. which led all programs with a record-breaking nomination count of 32 noms. That for is a single the show. new record for a single show. Yeah, I don't think that record's going to be broken. Of course. Of course, we said that last time. I should note that one of the reasons why it is so obnoxious is because they're nominated multiple times in multiple categories. Yes. Most notably and most ludicrously... For writing. No. No. That wasn't the weirdest one. The weirdest one to me was supporting actress in drama series, as four out of the six nominations are Game of Thrones actresses. <laughs> they are all facing each other in that yeah. category. I wonder if they're going to cancel each other all out. <laughs> Probably not. But we'll see. But we'll uh, see. There are two other shows dominated in that, that category, but they were dominated by Game of Thrones. <laughs> so yeah, needless to say, they got to 32 by just packing every single category they could. You know, and granted, they only had six episodes, and they got 32 noms out of it. Those, uh, but Game of Thrones wasn't the only HBO series uh, that got some uh, mm -hmm. pretty good buzz. Limited series Chernobyl finished third with 19 nominations. They will, they should sweep on that. Bill Hader's comedy Barry tied for fifth with 17 nominations. It might have a chance to pull an upset in the comedy categories against yep. uh, uh, mainstays such as Veep and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm -hmm. But remains to be seen. Uh, Netflix's most dominated series was or most. I guess not dominated. Most nominated, nominated. But also dominating. It dominated the uh, nominations. Was Ava DuVernay's limited entry, When They See Us, with 16 Which, if you yeah. haven't seen, go check that out. Yeah, you had some good things to say. Oh, I had real good things to say about that. That is followed by their comedy, Russian Doll, of course. Uh, their docu-series. Yes, comedy, Russian Doll. It's a comedy. <laughs> it's, a comedy. It's, it's close enough. Uh, their docuseries, Our Planet, their drama, Ozark, and, of course, Beyonce's Homecoming, their uh, uh, con her concert film, mm -hmm. and Glow, which got a few noms itself. Yay! Yeah. Uh, the 71st Annual Awards will return to the Microsoft Theater, Theater in Los Angeles and will air on Fox this year on Sunday, September 22nd, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. A host has not yet been announced. So, looking forward to it. I really, really hope, fingers crossed that there is um, a chance for The Good Place this year because, man, that season three. Mm -hmm. I should mention, that got five noms, by yeah, the way. Speaking of, and one of them, uh, well-earned uh, Darcy Carden. She got the nom. Got the nomination like we hoped it would. Yep. I mean, uh, uh, the article I looked up did not have the um, writing nominations. Do you know what they submitted for their writing nominations? I do not. I did not look okay. up the actual nominations. I was curious about what That's that why was. I only have that there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, looking forward to September and seeing how that goes. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our second story in television here. Molly of Denali. Oh, that is a mouthful. So, who is Molly of Denali? So, Molly of Denali is um, a PBS kids show that will be the network's first Native American lead. Uh, Molly and her two friends, Tui and Trini, are two ten-year-olds who go on adventures, learn facts and history about Alaskan Native people, and blog, or... Vlog. Vlog. Video. Yeah, I, I assume it's vlog because they're like yeah. with the phone. Video footage. Video footing. Yeah. yeah. Show creators Dorothy Gellum and Kathy Waugh 
used the VBS Ready to Learn grant to launch the pilot, which was in collaboration with Alaskan Natives on all levels of the show's production. It's good to hear. One episode talks about how government-operated government schools would separate Native children from their families in the name of assimilation to white English-speaking culture. Uh, kids punished for speaking Native languages, singing traditional songs, and for wearing traditional dress. Uh, Molly learns that her grandpa's experience made him stop singing and made him too sad to tell her about his past. So all of these things will be addressed you yes. know, and brought to a kid's audience, which I think is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Like something that kids don't necessarily interface with if they don't live in Alaska. No, but it's or also... among other Native people. Right. So it, yeah, it's cool. It's not just that, but it's also part history lesson mm -hmm. while also being like an adventure and entertaining. Yeah. And... Female-dominated kid show. Yeah, that's great. Uh, in case you're wondering about Dorothy Gillum, who that is name Dorothy sounds Gillum? Familiar that to name you. sounds familiar to me. She is um, a uh, veteran of the PBS Kids lineup. Uh, she's credited on Pinkalicious and Peterific, which who? apparently is the name of a show. Yes, airs there. And the one that I am familiar with, Word Girl. Word Girl is also uh, accredited there. So yeah, uh, neat idea for the show. Yeah. Good idea. All right, did you watch any new television shows this week that you would like to discuss? Uh, well, I got the Emmys off my chest. Uh-huh. So, no. No? I don't think I watched anything Nothing. else. Yeah, I mean, I didn't no? really. Uh, just of, of note. Uh, Angels games, watch those. Yeah, yeah, those still happen. Baseball games, Dodger games. Uh, they were they were up a, up a, a game for a brief moment there. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing tonight. It's uh, Shohei Otani yeah. bobblehead night. Oh, nice. Anyway, uh, okay, well, I didn't really watch anything anyway, so the, oh, by the way, since I've been talking about Amphibia on the show, uh, the season finale is already this week. Okay. Because they just fast-tracked the season, so uh, I'm interested to see how they wrap it up. Speaking of things being fast-tracked, yes. Infinity Train. Yes. Will not only premiere its first episode at San Diego Comic-Con coming up this weekend, uh, but we will have a date, we have a date. Uh, August 5th Great. is when it will premiere, and it will have a five-night uh, premiere. So we'll get five episodes right off the bat. That, of course, is on Cartoon Network. Yes. So look forward to that. And that logo is great. I yeah. love that. You see the logo yeah. for Teddy Cherry? Okay. It's a great logo. <laughs> it's good stuff. I'm <laughs> yeah. just excited for everything about that. Though. Yep. All right. That is it for television news, which means we move on to cancellations and renewals. All right. What am I no longer watching? Well, The Society is coming back on Netflix, so you get another season. That's season two. Okay. Uh, How to Get Away with Murder will end on ABC after its sixth season finale. Yep. Its upcoming sixth season will be the final finale one. Yeah. Final one. HBO will be bringing back Euphoria for a second season. I guess this first season was just... Controversial enough to keep them going. Uh, apparently, not everyone died. No. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for uh, cancellation renewals. We now talk about deaths. We have three. First up, Pernell Whitaker, age 55. He was a boxer, a four-weight world champion and Olympic champion from 1984. Uh, yes, he was a champion in four different weight classes. That's pretty good. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. But 55, that's kind of young for a dude who... Boxers don't. I guess boxers. The, yeah. yeah. Can't can get too many blows to the head. Unless you're Muhammad Ali. Even then. Even then. Uh, Richard Carter, age 65. He was an actor uh, in such films such as Mad Max, Fury Road, and The Great Gatsby. So recent films. Yes. Uh, yeah. Australian so, actor, mostly. Makes, makes sense, Mad Max. Yes. Uh, Dick Richards. 
Yes, you heard that right. Uh, age 95. Uh, Hall of Fame drummer, uh, I guess, was the drummer for Bill Haley and his comments. Yes. That's how old. He literally was the first one of the first rock and roll drummers. That's how old we're talking about. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So, yeah, that's a, that's kind of a big deal, considering how far that goes back into rock and roll history there. And considering his name, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah, it's a great name. And with that... I hand this over to you. Right. Time to talk about some music. Speaking of Dick Richards, it's uh, music time. Yes. We start music with the billboards, and we start always stop, and we always start the billboards. Yes. with the Hot 100. We always start the Hot 100s. And for the last uh, 15, 16 weeks, we've started the Hot 100 with Lil Nas X and right. his Old Town Road. So here's where I need to apologize. You were right. Uh, there were actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There were actually two. What? 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 <laughs> Sorry, we've been interrupted. What's here? Um, okay. There were like 12 songs that actually that had been number one for 14 weeks. You were correct. Macarena was one of them. Yes. However, it's a consecutive. Now, at 15 weeks, it has passed all of those and now is tied for all time with two other songs. Okay. Those two other songs. I also got incorrect last week. Um, I was right. I, I think I was right about one of them. I don't have them on me right now. All right. But if it is number one for two more weeks, it will be the longest running number one in chart history. Right. I believe one of those songs is the Michael Jackson Paul McCartney collab. Uh, yes. I think it is. It is because it's always the, the most random one. Yeah. That's just up there. So yeah. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens. But yeah, as. Uh, as, it, as it stands right now, a new remix has been released with yes. uh, the Walmart yodeling kid in it. So maybe that'll keep it living. Now, for because week. there's so many remixes, are they counted separate songs? No, they made a rule where those are not separate songs. Oh, as a stream of. I feel like someone's just playing because here because Billie Eilish also tried a similar uh, strategy, trying to win this week. By introducing a uh, remix of um, Bad, Bad Guy, Guy with uh, 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 Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. But that did not propel as a number one. No, as Bad Guy is still number two <laughs> with Billy Eilish. So they will just be keep going <laughs> face-to-face every week. Number three is Goodbyes by Post Malone featuring yep. Young Thug. Your sole new song in the top five this week. Number four is Talk by Khalid and five, Senorita. By Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. Yep, who apparently are a real item in real life now. They're a real item? Yeah, so apparently they were making out in public this week. Oh. Yeah. Like, not for a music video, just... For, like, like in, in life. Yeah. Like, when cameras aren't rolling? Yeah, apparently. Oh, okay. That's a thing. Uh, moving on to Billboard 200, your album's chart. Yep. Number one, Revenge of the Dreamer 3 by Dreamville and J. Cole. So I have no idea what the hell this is. No. I don't know who Dreamville is. No. I've heard of Jake Hall, though. Yes. So that's all I got. So I don't know anything about this. Riveting, Riveting. riveting stuff. <laughs> uh, number two is When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? by Billie Eilish. Locking in both of those number two slots. Um, yep. Number three is Indigo by Chris Brown. Your last Why is he here? Because. Because. Because uh, number four is Seven EP by Lil Nas X, and number five, Hotel Diablo by Machine Gun Kelly. Which you talked about last week. Yes, that sounds like a Machine Gun Kelly album. It is. It is. <laughs> That's because it is. All right. 
Alright. Uh, that brings us to new releases. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. Alright. First up is Beyonce. Although I think it's Beyonce featuring various artists. Yeah, don't get too excited here. This is this is credited to Beyonce for some reason. Yes. But presumably do sell records. But this is really like think of this as what they used to call the songs from and inspired by soundtrack. Yes. Because this is Beyonce sings The Lion King yes. colon the gift. <laughs> I don't know what the gift is. Let's see the movie to find out. Beyonce is a gift to all. I mean that is true. Uh, we also have gener- Generationals yes. with Reader as Detective. Mm-hmm. We also have HONEY! Yes, all caps. Yeah. HONEY! Honey. With yes, 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 yes. It's five yeses. It's five yeses. Uh, we also have Mike Love with 12 Sides of Summer. Mm-hmm. NAS... Just Nas. Not Lil Nas X, just no, regular Nas. Just regular Nas <laughs> with The Lost Tapes 2. Yes. Uh, some 41. Yes, yes so that's 41. some 41. With Order in Decline. And lastly, Tom York. Yes, that yes. Tom York. Yes. With Anima. Solo record. Solo record. Anima. All right. Well, moving on to music news. Indeed. And we're talking about... Um, Mr. Bobby Dylan and Neil Young as fans had hoped for a team between these two artists um, they're currently touring, they're currently touring. together yes. but something else happened yes they're currently touring uh, through their way through Europe uh, including their massive shows at Saturday, show Saturday at London's Hyde Park but it only came to fruition when the Rock Legends closed out their trek at Nolan Park in Kilkenny, Ireland, as it was their first duet in 25 years. Yeah, this was kind of a slow music week, but I thought this was interesting. Two legends that have duetted in the past mm-hmm. used this opportunity to sing together for the first time in a long time. Uh, live, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this 25 years of Doth Out going and singing a song? It's not together, at least. I know. Yeah. I mean, I figure maybe it's been that long since they've toured together as well. But yeah, Probably. like it's it's always cool when you see like two living legends like enjoy like their each other's company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We need more legends to go on tour together and yeah. sing together. I mean, that's the entire concept of Woodstock 50, and they can't got that thing to work. Oh, no, they couldn't get that to go. <laughs> Uh, you you should note that I have not been reporting on that because every week it's the same story, which is basically like a headline saying Woodstock Fifty declined another like location because yeah. every they keep going to different locations and they keep telling them no. <laughs> Indio Polo Grounds, <laughs> that, that place works. Just end up there. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to a why story. Why? Or our our story. Your story. <laughs> This story, R. Kelly. Hopefully, the last time I've talked to talked about him in a while. Probably for like twenty five years, or maybe to yeah, life. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, because R. Kelly, on the basis of new charges filed against R. Kelly this week, all of them stemming from long standing claims of sexual misconduct or abuse, the singer could be looking at a minimum of fifteen years in prison if he's found guilty. Yeah. Minimum of 15 years. He was in court today, by the way. Yes. Uh, attorney Priya Sopari 
uh, who's a partner at Greenberg Gluster Fields, Clayman, and Mashintiger LLP in Los Angeles. That is such a law firm name. Yeah. It is so law firm <laughs> I think I got sued saying that. <laughs> You're in pending litigation now. Uh, with many years of experience in, in, in cases involving crimes against children, um, said a statement against R. Kelly. These charges has been, if should he be found guilty, yeah, he still has, needs to go to trial on all this. Uh, but seeing as there's a huge documentary about it, there's actual footage on this. It's it's likely. It's more than likely. The catch here is, and what today I don't, I haven't actually looked up what happened today in court. But what was supposed to come out of today is whether or not he would be allowed to be out on bond like last time. Because uh. if you recall, like if you recall, last time he was also jailed and immediately released thanks to some Random. mysterious shop owner yes. that had connections to him. Whether that'll happen again remains to be seen. I'm not sure because I think that same shop owner is in <laughs> litigation in New York <laughs> yes. or Virginia. <laughs> so I don't think that they are can do the same thing twice. But yeah, well, it remains to be seen what happens to him. Man, I hope he gets locked up for that amount of time because, Jesus, how has this not happened already? <laughs> hmm. hmm. Yeah, yeah. what do you think? And I, I'm thinking that like, if he gets convicted, he gets sent to 2020. That's not until 2035 yeah. <laughs> that he, he won't be able to right. come out. right. On a minimum. Minimum. On a minimum. Minimum. Man. Yeah. Go get your R. Kelly tickets now. Or don't. Or don't. Or don't do that. Or don't. In fact, we hear the Meaningful <laughs> Podcast explicitly tell you not to do that. <laughs> or, or, yes, or, or not. All right. All Let's right. Let's move on. Uh, do you have any thoughts on music? Uh, not really. I listen to that new Bleach record. It's good. You say you're going to listen to that? Yeah, I did. It's good. It's good? You like it? Yeah, I like it. Okay. But there's not really anything else I need to talk about. Not much of a summer album? No. I mean, no, it's a great summer album. Okay. But, like, I just don't have anything, like, mainstream to, to discuss. Because we are totally mainstream here. <laughs> totally mainstream in the media of a podcast. Yes, we're mainstreaming online on yes. YouTube.com right now. It's true. That's just facts. <laughs> Alright. Alright. So we can move on. That brings to... us. Oh, we're going through this fast. This hey, a fast we're one. an efficient podcast week right now. Oh, yeah. It's the dog days of summer, and we're bringing it into video games. Yeah. All right. Start with new releases on video games. Yes. We have Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, colon, The Black Order for the Switch. This is the Switch exclusive sequel to yes. uh, the long-awaited sequel, I should say, to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series. Yes. Do not confuse this with the recently announced Avengers game. Very different. Those are two different things. Yeah. Uh, we also have Beyond, colon, Two Souls for the PC. This PC is finally getting its version of Beyond Two Souls. Right, as uh, it used to be a Sony exclusive. Yep. And lastly, we have Raiden V, colon, Director's Cut for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, Raiden game, Director's Cut. It's yeah. the fifth version of the <laughs> Raiden's game. You don't know anything about this either, but you gleaned that from the title. Yes. <laughs> This is cool. obviously the director's cut, so it's obviously yeah. better. Better. You should get yes. this one. Yes. If you're going to pick up anyone, it has to be the director's <laughs> cut. Give me right, right in five. You should get this one. <laughs> anyway. The question then is, is it Raiden like Mortal Kombat, or is it Raiden like Metal Gear Solid? Uh, I believe it is Raiden, as it is R-A-I-D. I think they're both R-A-I-D. Maybe. Yeah. 
Anyway. Anyways. The weeds here. Anyways, uh, Super Monkey Ball. That's a game. I love Super Monkey Ball. You love Super Monkey Ball? It was good on the GameCube. I love watching the speed run of Super Monkey Ball. That's always fun. That is super hilarious because they immediately run off the course. Like, where are they going? Oh, wait, they landed perfectly. They know exactly, they what, they're know doing. exactly what they're doing. Those are always fun to watch. So what's happening with Super Monkey Ball? Well, after a lengthy, super lengthy, by the way, hiatus, yes. Sega's Super Monkey Ball series is making a return later this year wow. with the release of Super Monkey Ball, colon, Banana Blitz HD, which is, of course, as everyone knows, no, a remastered version Sorry, yes. of the 2006 Wii game, right. Super Monkey Ball, colon, Banana, Banana Blitz. Blitz. Uh, the title will arrive on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch this October mm-hmm. with a PC release. That's what I was looking for. The and PC release yes. set to arrive sometime in the winter, preferably the holiday season. But hey, for those of you who love Super Monkey Ball, you get a Super Monkey Ball remaster. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. I mean, I didn't play the Wii one, so I don't know how that one specifically holds up. I like playing the ones at the arcade. Yeah, uh, those are fun. Yeah. The trackball. The, yeah, the big trackball. Oh, the trackball. Yeah, it, those ones are always fun. It's just, hey, Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a simple game. Fun on, uh, that'll be good for Switch. Yeah, that uh, I wonder if they do motion controls for a Switch. Oh, you have to, right? You have to. Oh, yeah. You can even do that on PS4. Yeah. Suck it, Xbox. Yeah, the only <laughs> yeah, you can't do that on Xbox. Like, oh, uh, six axes. Yep. All right. Moving on to our second story, or final story yeah. of video game. Psychonauts 2 has been delayed. Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw this coming after the E3 news about Microsoft purchasing Double Fine yep. and publishing Psychonauts 2. Yep. Uh, but what are the details? It will not be released in 2019 as planned. Developer Double Fine! Yep. I believe that's how you have to say it. That's how it's required. Yes. That's how Jack Black says it every time. Right. That's what I'm basing this off because he would know. He would know. He was in it. Yeah. He, yes. He, he is buzz with Tim Schafer. Yeah. So you yes. have to know. Yeah. Um, yes. Double Fine! Which was recently acquired by Microsoft has announced that the Adventure game Psychonauts 2 is moving to a 2020 release date. Um, no specific date yet, but just a 2020 release year, rather. Mm-hmm. The news was announced in a post to Fig. You know, Fig. Remember Fig? That crowdfunding website uh, where the game raised originally $3.9 million? Yeah. Yeah. Fig. Fig. Yeah. Go Fig. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> in that post, double fine, double fine. Well, I don't get fined for saying that that right, way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, said the delay, while it's tough, is the right thing to do to make Psychonauts 2 a better game. Um, do not be alarmed. This is normal. Yeah, this happens all the Yeah, time. this happens a lot with um, especially long-awaited, gestated games. And you definitely have to wonder whether somebody in Microsoft... Like came up because if you remember the previous publishing deal, mm-hmm. remember Starbreeze? Yes. They were supposed to be publishing this thing, uh, and maybe their level of quality might be a little different than Microsoft's per se. And maybe somebody from Microsoft came in and be like, "Oh, hmm, this isn't gonna cut it, boys." Like this still looks like a PS2 game, even though it was a the original one was a PS2 game. Yeah. 
The footage that they showed at E3 looked okay, but it looked like Psychonauts, and it didn't get me excited about this game. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see if a little bit more time in the oven maybe gives them some, like, new features, new, like, game modes, maybe some interesting, like, like things beyond just, let's do another Psychonauts. But we'll see. I wonder if they try and do a Psychonauts remastered. They already did. For this generation? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe not. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? They did a Psychonauts VR. That's yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. It wasn't. It was like a new experience, but mm-hmm. with the same like characters and stuff. Right. No, I don't think they ever did a proper Psychonauts remaster. Remaster. So master still could do that, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I want a little bit of news that happened today uh, that I forgot to write down because it was like a little small thing. Yes, uh, GameStop. Our. Uh, oh no. No. Our game of the year uh, from last year, Tetris Effect. Uh, if you did not get to play it on the uh, PlayStation 4, then I got good news for you. As a PC version uh, is set to release, I believe today. It was, I believe, launched and announced the same day. Uh, but here's the catch. Sorry, Steam users. It's exclusive to the Epic Game Store. Epic Game Store gets yet another exclusive. So, yeah, I strongly recommend if you do have the Epic Game Store account and if you have not played Tetris Effect, it's an amazing experience. I do recommend it. So go and give that a try if you have not yet done so. Yep. Uh, it is a great game. It's a fun game. Super visual effects. Yeah. Super, super cool. So yes. check that out. But that's all I have, and I have not been playing any new things this week. Nope, I am. I'm going through Kingdom Hearts Three Critical Mode. Mm-hmm. I literally have the last world left. I went back, I completed all the treasure chests. I collected <gasps> all the the hidden Mickey's. I did all the gummy missions. I did yeah. all the cook, chefs cooking thing. Checking all those little boxes. chefs. I did all the other like mini games, and so I just have to find time to sit down and play. The final world, because I don't plan on like actually skipping scenes yeah. as I play through it. But yeah, that's just the last thing I have. Alright. Well, you can watch him do all of this and more on twitch.tv slash mediaboat, which is where we stream video games. However, uh, wait on that today, uh, because uh, we here at the Media Boat Podcast... Thankfully, we stream on YouTube and not on Twitch. Yeah. Because uh, currently, we are standing in solidarity for the walk- workers who are currently walking out of Amazon right now during Prime Days. So, yes. Uh, as stay off Twitch, of Twitch today. As Twitch of, owns Prime. For the rest of calendar or day. Or Prime owns Twitch. Yeah. The other way around. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, calendar day of the 16th uh, today, if you're watching this right now, uh, hey, don't cross the picket line uh, if you don't have to. Yeah. And uh, stay in solidarity with those workers. Uh, and then yeah, watch Twitch tomorrow. Yep. You literally, just wait a day. You can you can handle it. Don't order your th- your little tchotchke from them. Just get it from like Macy's. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Just wanted to get that that done. All right. Then that's it. That's it for video games. All right. Plug away. That's, that's it fast. For the podcast. We are, we are clocking in under minutes. an hour this week. Wow. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, I got a little fire under me today. Maybe that's part of it. Efficiency. Anyway. <laughs> So, let's plug away. This has been the Media Boat Podcast. Um, we, of course, are a podcast that brought you... I don't know why I'm recapping this. <laughs> Movies, television, video games, music. Because like you didn't do it really at the beginning. Funny. Maybe that's why. It's all catching up to you. <laughs> uh, but you can find us. We're live every week on Wednesday nights, typically. But today was a rare Tuesday show. Yes. Typically, we are on Wednesday nights at 8 p... Or, wow, old. Uh, 
that was old. Um, at 6.30 p.m. Yes. Pacific uh, time on YouTube. Just search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our channel. Like, comment, subscribe, all of the above. All the things you're usually told to by people who are, like, wacky and cut really weird. Uh, but we're just normal, and we're just going to tell you normally, please like our page, comment on it if you have feedback, and subscribe. Click that little bell, and you'll get notifications when you go live. See, is that so hard, YouTubers? If you slow down and actually explain it, you don't sound like a crazy person. But they're all crazy on YouTube. Oh, good point. Why do you think we're <laughs> on there? Ha. Ha ha. Pops, kettle, black. Anyway. <laughs> um... We're also in audio form, if you don't want to see our mugs. Uh, we're on media, uh, we're media Boat Podcast on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts or any podcatcher that has that RSS feed built in. Just put in the search bar, Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find us. This is where we plug Stitcher. No. No. Anyway, <laughs> never plugged it before, but we start now. <laughs> because we plug it now, then they'll say, oh, keep plugging us. Okay. So That's Stitcher, how we do it. <laughs> Stitcher exists. Moving on. Um, you can also find us on social media on Twitter or at MediaBoatCast on Facebook. Find our page by searching Media Boat Podcast. Like, comment there, too. You can email us. Something I uh, sometimes forget to mention, but you can email us if you have feedback or questions. That email account is MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. I monitor that account. It's hooked up to my phone, so I get notifications whenever I get a new email. Whoop, whoop. Um, we also can be found on Patreon, and if you think that this is cheap, it is not. Running a podcast, hosting podcast, requires money, and we do not have much. So please, if you want to support a little old podcast like us, locally sourced, uh, organically grown podcast, just like the Media Book Podcast, you can. On Mike, Mike to ear. Yeah, yeah. Mike Farm, to ear, lo- so locally grown. Farm to table. <laughs> you know, the rest. Uh... Yes, um, patreon.com slash is where you can do that. As little as a dollar a month can get you to join the ranks of zero right now we're standing on for patrons. And that little amount can even help us. Um, so yes, please consider donating uh, at MediaVote, at patreon.com slash MediaVote. You can also, uh, actually, I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> so yeah, that wraps it up. We'll be back next week for another episode. You'll talk about The Lion King. We'll talk yep. about all sorts of things. It'll be fun. Join us. All right. We'll be back next week with more news and reviews and thoughts. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.